Welcome to the Virtual Velo Podcast, powered by the Zimunike. We are exercise and nutrition scientists, physical therapists, and performance coaches, but most of all, we are passionate about cycling and immersed in the virtual cycling community. Our goal is to inform, inspire, and challenge you. Come take a conversational ride with us. So today we have some breaking news. This will be a little bit of a departure from our first two podcasts, as this week it was announced that Wahoo, a giant in the world of cycling training, has purchased RGT, an up-and-coming virtual cycling platform. And if you've been following indoor cycling over the last few years, you undoubtedly have noticed the graveyard of Zwift competitors such as Vertigo, Veloton, and CV Arcade. RGT has been on the scene for a number of years now and has been getting some traction. And with that, we'll go ahead and introduce our regular host, uh, Chris, who is a physical therapist and also founder of the Zimunike. How are you, Chris? I, I'm doing really great, Ken. How are you? I'm doing well. It's good to see you. And Joy Murphy, endurance performance—excuse perf- mm, me—endurance performance coach and owner of Enjoy Fitness, based in Jacksonville, Florida. How are you, Joy? Fantastic. Sunny and beautiful here in Florida, as always. Great, great. I, I believe it. It's a little bit cooler in North Carolina uh, these last few days. And we also have a few special guests with me. We have Dave Owen. Dave, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, yeah. So I, I, I sort of trade under the name of the Titanium Geek. So um, I'm an almost 60-year-old Darbadian that is a, um, a, a member of the Darbadian uh, Society of Independent Cyclists in the UK, which is just a joke. It's the Derby track. But um, long time Zwifter, um, ride on about every other platform going. And what we do is review tech. And I hold the reins for the Titanium Geek, the true guy who's James Gill, who's Dr. James Gill, if anybody checks him out on YouTube. And uh, he's also the guy who wrote the very first Zwift manual. But we, we mainly do social media, YouTube stuff, and everything to do with cycling indoors. Nice. Very nice, Dave. Now, I hear that you are an OG of uh, using turbo trainers. How long have you been uh, training indoors? Since about 1990, I think. I just got fed up with cycling outdoors. It's just cheaper, isn't it? So I used to turbo train. And we had a guy in the UK called, uh, I think it was Pete Smith, or probably somebody will correct me, probably Cy, who wrote a book on turbo training. And it was a week of training that would last you for a whole year. And I just used to follow it religiously and do time trials off the back. It was great. And then I got CompuTrainer. Um, I used to cycle coach as well and, you know, all that sort of stuff. And I even went to a CompuTrainer racing thing near where Cy lives in Stoke once. Um, and then just followed it through from there. So when platforms came along, new and interesting, I jumped on them. Excellent. Excellent. Well, thanks for joining us today. Um, we're looking forward to hearing what you have to say about this acquisition and also what the competition may look like. And also we have Cy Bradley. Cy, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. I guess that's that's a difficult one. What, what do I introduce myself now? But uh, I'm a, a long-term Zwifter user. I've been on the platform since 2017. Um, I guess I, I used to say I'm an outdoor roadie, but uh, I, I can't say that anymore because uh, you know majority of the time being a family man and having kids knocking around me, and I, I do spend a lot of time training indoors in particular on Zwift. Um, but yeah, I've, I've raced on the roads. Um, it just reminded me then what, what Dave said that, uh, actually I used to roll a race back in the day when we used to connect the rollers to the old analog needles and, uh, and race those indoors as well. So yeah, long history in indoor training. I guess that started back in the, in the nineties when I, uh, Chris and I have discussed before, but did the, the first 
indoor cycling world record back in 99 or something like that. So, yeah, that's me. And, and now uh, YouTube. I do a lot of uh, recon videos for the ZRL and other Zwift races over on YouTube. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, and what's the name of your YouTube channel? It's, it's really simple. It's just my name, Cy Bradley. Very good. You know, in addition to that, you know, Cy is, a, is being a little modest, but he was also the uh, very first spin instructor in the UK. Is that correct, Cy? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure I was the first, but but absolutely. Or the I was, youngest, rather. Yeah, I was, I was the youngest at the time, for sure. And uh, yeah, I was one of the first to jump onto the Johnny G spinners back in the day. And, uh, you know, mainly because my parents owned a few health clubs locally. And it was the only way I could get a bit of pocket money was to be teaching the, uh, let's say, my friend's mum's from school uh spinning classes in the evening for for 10 pound a class or 10 dollars a class something like that so yeah about about 15 i was i was doing spinning classes and you breezed over the uh, world record tell us a little bit more about that yeah it's it's because uh i, I, I hesitate to say i'm a, I'm a hot old has-been but it was back in the late 90s the first world record so yeah i spent 58 hours sat on an indoor stationary bike uh, not too far away from where dave is actually at a, a local leisure facility around here um yeah so that that was uh i think again one of the first times that, that something like that had been done on an indoor stationary bike so there was sort of a minimum speed that we had to keep i think it was like 18 kilometers an hour and uh, and in the end we ended up doing 58 hours but uh it's some years back now that just sounds horrible yeah it <laughs> a- absolutely was it absolutely was i believe so, it i believe it yeah, you need some yeah, years to, to uh, forget about that yeah, I can yeah. imagine Joy Joy would find that fun, but I think I think the record now it's something like five days. It's, oh, no, uh, that's something like mess. crazy, like five days. Yeah, the certain rules like you have to take a fifteen-minute break every eight hours, but even so, five days is crazy. Yeah, I don't think I'd have to be forced to take a break. I think taking a break would be welcome. I, I think it's the military position you need to, you know, within 15 minutes to get yourself asleep and have, you know, have a, a decent amount of rest in that 15 minutes before you have to get back on. But uh, yeah, S- someone else could pick up that mantle these days. Yes, definitely. And it's not going to be me. And uh, with that, let's talk a little bit about the big news in the virtual cycling world. So everybody's must be familiar with Zwift if you're listening to this podcast and many of you may be, uh, you maybe have tried Road Grand Tours. I personally have not, or I guess it's not Road Grand Tours anymore, but that was the original name. RGT is what it goes by now. And so, uh, Dave and Cy, can you tell us a little bit about your experience with RGT and what your thoughts are? Yeah, I mean, I guess if you, if I can go first, I mean, the truth be known, I know Dave is much more of an expert on an RGT uh, than myself because I know he is very much a, a multi-platform individual. But I, I certainly have been on RGT uh, a number of times, and I think it's a great platform. I mean, what I will say is, is more so, I'm a Wahoo user, so I absolutely taking more notice now of what is going on with with RGT and and the whole system, as they call it, with without the vowels, I guess. But. Uh, yeah, I, I really like the platform. I guess just my my early thoughts is just the the lack of critical mass at the minute. Mm-hmm. But I, but I absolutely see this as a positive for everybody in this industry in terms of the online virtual racing because I think hopefully we're going to see some quicker movement, uh, you know, in with Zwift as well because I think they're going to have to react to this in some way. But uh, in terms of the specifics of of RGT, I think Dave is probably the best man on that one. Well, 
It's uh, it's where it's an almost where do you start? Now, for, first of all, let's just start with Zwift. The people who put Zwift together are complete genius because they've used game theory to keep us on Zwift. So, for example, you can ride with Keiko Cadence for an hour and your Strava shows that you've done 40 kilometers in that hour and you put out an average of, let's say, 200 watts. Now, try and replicate that on the road. You just can't do it. So, therefore, that keeps people on Zwift. You know, Zwift put out jerseys, they put out mittens, they put out Malmsteen lightweight wheels if you get top of the Alp and the spinning wheel goes the right way. They get Ride With Pros, they put 70% of their total budget into marketing. You know, they are absolutely superb at what they do. Uh, but also, let's talk about some of the things Zwift haven't got right. So Zwift, for example, you know that if you're riding with a ride leader and that ride leader is nagging everybody that they're ahead of him, he doesn't really know where anybody is because what he's seen is his screen side. He's not seen server side. So you race on Zwift and you try and commentate on Zwift. And we all know that what everybody is in the world has seen is a different version of Zwift to what the server's seen. So you've got, you've got the things that don't quite work with it. And then you've got the things that obviously do work with it very well. And I think it's a compelling way for people to train indoors to get healthy, to get rewarded for it. And as I spoke to somebody at the cycle show recently, they said, the reason I go on Zwift is I love being gamified. Now, I interviewed uh, James Derek Vickers from RGT, their marketing guy, just during the pandemic, because I was trying to get my head around RGT, because I find it quite frustrating, because one, you need a really good internet connection, because what you see on your screen in RGT is what's going on in the server. You see that. So if you have a race in RGT, if you're fifth, you're fifth. If you're first, you're first. If you're 150th, you're 150th. There's no arguing. So you've got that straight away. The pack dynamics are better. If you ride, if you go out the back, just like in real life, and you put an effort in, you can get back on. There isn't a rubber band that snaps like, like Zwift. So that sort of thing is better. They're always tweaking with it. They're always playing with it. They take, they take the community feedback. But what RGT have always been is probably disingenuous i would say rgt guys are a bunch of hippies and i mean they're in a nice way they're not the corporate <laughs> jp morgan sky people that were behind zwift you know with the big money and the big education and such stuff these are really nice guys who just wanted to create a platform to cyclists to ride and the talk at the time was we don't want an exit we're not going to gamify people you know we're going to be climate change advocates we're not just going to do stuff because it looks good for uh, the SG measures that investors want, we're going to do proper stuff that does good. And that's what it, they're like. Oh, now, obviously, somebody's come along with a big check and straight away they've, they've had an exit. I mean, good luck to them. You can't you can't blame them. But what, what happens with uh, Zwift, and it's really difficult, sorry, with RGT, is if you um, ride on RGT and you ride for an hour, you're very likely to get a time which is very similar to what you would do outside. Now, one of the things you can do, for example, is Zwift make a big thing. Oh, we've created a new course. And there's a big hoo-ha about it. Oh, it's fantastic. Zwift, you've got to get on and you've got to ride this new course. And you can ride it with Geraint Thomas or a robot that appears to be Geraint Thomas. Let's not go on to that one. So you can do that. And then you can do it all. And you can go, oh, that's absolutely fantastic. Now, on RGT, you can uh, upload a route to Strava. Strava corrects it. You can download it. You can send it to RGT. And within an hour you could be riding that route on your turbo trainer. And a friend of mine rides a lot around Nice. Um, 
it just fortunate enough to have so much money. He's got houses all over the world. But anyway, he rides a Nice. And when he rides around Nice, riding uh, the courses he then uploads as Magic Roads onto RGT, he reckons the time he rides them on RGT to the time he rides them in real life are within a minute of each other. And that talk about critical mass that uh, Sai said, that's one of the things about RGT that doesn't really work for the mass bit as well. So, for example, any of us now can go on Zwift. We could go on to Tempest, Fujit. Uh, that course with very strange shaped rocks. God knows what do you do rocks over in America, but you know that's uh, that's a very strange looking thing. Anyway, obviously it's uh, you know <laughs> well, don't show them to your mother. Anyway, so you have got that. So you ride on Tempest Fujit. You ride with Coco. You can just jump in and you're there with a thousand other riders. It's amazing. Now with RGT, what you've got is everybody spread out over the course. So over the many courses. So it doesn't appear to have critical mass. Now, no doubt they haven't got the subscribers of Zwift, even though it's free for a lot of people. But it's very easy to go on and only see 10 other people because thousands of people could be spread over thousands of courses. So because you're not gamified, you get a totally different experience of Zwift. So it needs that dedicated effort like going outside. You know, if I go outside um, and I bump into Sai, that's probably because I know Sai's riding on the road near where I live. You know, on Zwift, isn't it? you can go on and you can see all the people you normally ride with all the time. And then it's that type of community thing. RGT is more like real life. And that's that's my view of RGT. Okay, great. So what I'm, I'm hearing, if I'm interpreting this correctly, is that there is a difference in the architecture of how the game runs. When you're on Zwift, you're actually running the game from your device. Whereas RGT is just sending you a stream from something that's running on a server. Spot on. Okay, great. Uh, now, Sai, I see you nodding your head in agreement. Can you tell us a little about like why why would Zwift have done that with versus the way that RGT is done? Yeah, I think I think trying to answer the question of why they did that is is a difficult one because of course we weren't you know I'm not in the head of of, of John May, Mayfield at the time of when they were designing the platform, but I think you know I, just leading on what Dave said, what we've got there is we've got two systems. Zwift decided to build the platform on their own proprietary system, okay. and that doesn't that does a number of things. It, you know, a they've got their own servers with their own system sitting somewhere and that has done two things in some respects it's held them back in terms of development and this is why we you know we we all use the word zoom you know in in that jokey way because we know that when we you know when the community talk about things it takes time you know Zwift take the time to get these things realized it's because the architecture and the system is so unique to them the advantage that RGT have is they've built it on a on a server platform called Unity which is a either the number one or the second, you know, largest used gaming platform out there. You know, all you know, a lot of the other big game franchises in the gaming world that my kids would utilize in, in the games that they play is built on Unity. So in terms of development, if I'm I'm looking forward here, actually RGT have got a, a fantastic opportunity here to to close a bit of the gap and then potentially put themselves in the lead because Unity developers you know, are very frequent. You, you know, you get a, a developer straight out of university, they probably trained on Unity. Whereas Swift, it takes time. We've seen it with the developers, you know, and, and you listen to the different podcasts and the videos with with Wes and the other teams in the back office at Swift. It takes time because it takes time for these developers to learn the platform. I know I'm not answering the question there of, well, 
why does it run that way? But again, we, you know, we have seen this from a, a commentary and a streaming point of view. You know, how many times, unfortunately, this year in the top level of racing on Zwift, have we had a finish line where what we've seen on the screen has not matched the results? I've done plenty mm. of races like that. I've put videos out there myself. It's very frustrating, but it does mean that actually in terms of being able to access the masses, it doesn't matter if you're on a phone, a tablet, a PC, a laptop, you can access and run that game. But I think as as David intimated towards there, it's not necessarily the same with RGT. Um, and I must admit, I've not run it on anything else other than a gaming PC. So for me, I never have any issues. You know, but I, I can I can stream, you know, some of the most um you know, consumptive games out there, and I probably wouldn't have an issue with this PC, but I don't know if that's the same. But again, I think that is why Zwift have gone down that route because it makes it really easy to access. And I think if I look at, you know, the way I viewed RGT in the past, RGT has been very focused on cycling, you know, and cyclists on the pro side and on the training side. If I look at the communications from Zwift over over the recent years, particularly post-pandemic or during the pandemic, it's aimed at the masses, the fitness individuals, and it's been less about the racers and the performance side. I think that's also clear when you look at the training plans. I'm, I'm a big Zwift, Zwift advocate. I race and ride daily on, on Zwift, as we know. But these are some of the areas that I think Zwift have to work on. Um, you know, yeah, Joy. One, one thought I had, I was listening to a podcast a month or two ago of one of the developers of Zwift talking about some of the different things, you know, just the questions that the people had. And something that I noticed and thought of is that some of the developers of Zwift, their background is not cycling. And a lot of them are not even cyclists at all. So they their background is video games or software development. They go on to Zwift and they are working for a company. So their mindset is not the same as RGT that was developed by cyclists. So I think a little bit of it is the mindset and where they're coming from and where their focus is, where we as cyclists and uh, competitive athletes and racers see things, their mindset is not necessarily the same way. They're looking at it from a software development standpoint. Well, and also, to, Joy, to your point, what I wonder is early on, was there more, uh, when they were in those like first bootstrapping days, was Zwift more cyclist-centric? I know John Mayfield and Eric Men were both cyclists. Right. It is possible well, obviously that... that's how it started as it got bigger and they had to reach more of the masses. There were all these other things added, all these other features, which the features are great. But at the same time, the, the biggest complaint coming from Zwift is Zwift racing, Zwift racing, um, you know, the, the racing aspect Zwift power, those things where that is, only one percentage of Zwift. No, I mean, that's that's only a, a certain percentage of Zwift. Whereas there are a lot of people that don't race. Yeah. All they want to do is get badges. All they want to do is get your, you know, try to get different. I mean, they have different goals. So as a developer of Zwift, their mindset is not necessarily on racing. Whereas RGT is predominantly racing. 
Yeah, if I could just jump in, I mean, Joey, that's great, great point. Because that was in the early days of Swift, we used to get the user split. Steve Beckett used to communicate them, if you remember. And you're right, it was social was the biggest one. I think outside of cycling, I'm uh, a director of a financial institution. So um, we do investment, a lot of investing. Um, now, Zwift, I worked it out, have had something like three quarters of a billion of inward investment. You know, they've had a lot of investment. Now, if you're investing in that, the investors want an exit and the directors of Zwift want an exit. So to get that exit, they've got to get scale. And so we know scale. I remember there was an investor that they was interviewed on the Zwift cast in the very early days of the Zwift cast. And he said he was expecting a billion users. Obviously, he's talking up his share. You know, he's talking it up. <laughs> now, they really need that. So what we've been promised, we've been promised rowing. We've been promised all sorts of things on Zwift they haven't been able to deliver. But it's all trying to get in. It's going to be in every gym in the world. Everybody's going to be on Zwift and all that sort of stuff. They, peak Zwift was last year. They've never got back to peak Zwift. They've never got their user base is dropping. And probably if their user base is dropping, everybody else's user base is dropping. People have discovered the outside world again. You know, I was living in a country where everybody wanted a home gym a couple of years ago. You know, you couldn't get home gym equipment. Now, if you wanted home gym equipment, I can go on a popular local um, uh, auction website and buy as much as I want at discount. So it, it's, you know, I think things have changed. And I think it's very, very difficult for these companies. And also, you know, when you build tech, it's a moment in time. When you build it, it's a moment in time of what tech you've got available at that time. And once you've put your spade in the ground, you're stuck for that, for the longevity, unless you re-platform. And re-platforming is a lot of dis a lot a lot lot of disruption and a lot of money. So when we were first conceptualizing this episode, I thought to myself, you know, how could we kind of put it into like a tiny, you know, little neat package? And I was thinking, you know, what are the things that I really like about the virtual cycling platform that I use most, which is Zwift, right? I use it every day, just like Sai. Um, and I have been forever. I don't ride outside very much at all. And I, you know, race and, and everything else. So a lot of my life is wrapped up around Zwift right now. Um, and the first thing is the community. I like the fact that when I go on Zwift, I can meet up with all my friends and there are people all around and there are people chatting it up. And even though they're not always saying things that I agree with or even want to hear at the time, um, they're there, you know, one of the reasons why I don't ride outside very much is because when I am, it's a solitary thing. And it's, it's, it's there's sometimes there's, it's, there's not a lot of joy in that anymore after you've put, you know, thousands and thousands of miles in your legs all alone. And then the other thing is racing, right? Um, I know, you know, three, uh, four or out of five of us are, are really heavy into racing and uh, probably all of us, right? Um, so there is merit in pointing out the things that RGT isn't great at on the racing aspect, right? The fact that you see what you see is really great. The fact that the physics are better and it's more like a race scenario is also far superior to Zwift. But um, when you mentioned James Derek Vickers, he's um, has mentioned publicly uh, recently in an interview in Bell News that RGT isn't an event organizer and, and they never plan to be, right? They also don't have any of their own validation or verification. That's all done through the community. And if you've been involved in anything that's gone on in the history of Swift, you know that that has gone bad. Um, and it's been a toxic environment that, that has really put a huge cramp in a lot of people's lives. Um, so, you know, RGT is known for their racing and Swift is known for what they do bad about racing in a lot of ways. 
but it's you know it's important to point out that they they both have inequities that that need to be addressed. Now I am um, I've been doing some uh, some background research on a, on another platform, and I don't know if either of you gentlemen are aware of MyWish. It's a it's an it's another up and coming platform, but they're based solely upon um, high end racing. So their platform is is basically um, built around having the most robust validation, verification, categorization, um, and making it, you know, their, their physics engine and everything like that. So, you know, you know, what I would like to see is that this competition not only makes the platforms better for the normal, um, you know, cyclist, someone who wants to train, get in shape, but also, you know, ends up being the best race product it can be as well. You know, I think that, you know, pushing both to do that, I think yeah. is, is it would be a really great thing for everybody. Yeah, no, I, I think I can relate to everything you've just said there, Chris. I mean, when I'm just thinking back to when I first joined Zwift, it, it was for the racing. And it was because I had guys that I was racing, guys and girls I was racing with and riding with outside who were who were doing this new thing called, you know, virtual racing indoors. And I'm like, you know, I was, what's this about? I, I need to try and. You know, and it's one of those things. I mean, first of all, it's it's a difficult thing to get into. You know, on on both platforms, actually, having used RGT quite a bit recently as well, finding events, getting involved in the racing scene, isn't an easy thing to do on either platform. You know, and if if one thing happens, it, it you know that we we drive those platforms to make it easier to onboard people, that will be a good thing. But actually, I joined Zwift because I wanted to race. I wanted another way I could still be competitive despite the fact that with a family and a, you know, a busy working life that I've got an hour in the evening to do it. But actually, we, we, you know, we've discussed this before, Chris, one of the biggest things for me now, you know, as a 41 year old father and, and only having limited time is actually is the community, you know, and, and only today I jumped on RGT. I've done a ride. It's automatically uploaded itself to, uh, to Strava. And I've already had multiple comments and, and messages from Zwift members saying, what are you doing? You know, you, you're not leaving us, are you? You're part of this community. You can't go anywhere. You know, and it's not that I'm going anywhere, but I think it is important to see what, what everyone else is doing. But also the other thing with community, all those things that happen, you know, the great things that happened in Zwift, that A, first of all, racing, when racing started, it started from a community member. It wasn't something that Zwift themselves pushed. It was a community member saying, let's get ourselves onto Zwift Island We'll meet at this point and this time, and we'll we'll start timing ourselves. If you look at Zwift Power, you know, it was another community development. WTRL, as you know, as we know now, it was a community development. It's always the community pushing it forward, and actually, th- this is another you know, I guess, advantage that I see with this this uh, Wahoo X Systems, whatever it whatever it's going to be called moving forward, is actually, if I think about the majority of the people that do train on Zwift, and I train with outside, we look at a Wahoo device every day. You know, I've got my, I've got my kicker down here. I've got my head unit, which is a Wahoo unit, right next to me here on the bike that I use outdoors. So there's already a community out there that are using Wahoo products, you know, and there's a name for them, I'm sure, Wahooigans or something like that, you know. So, I do think that they they do have an advantage at the moment, and I think we we will should see a scaling up pretty quickly of that community aspect, and hopefully that you know they can be part of that development process of RGT as well. But at the same time, I think Zwift, you know, have also got to 
I mean, Zwift, Zwift Power, it, it needs work, it needs development, it needs complete integration, in, in my view, at some point. And I hope this will be, you know, a step forward to drive those guys, guys to do that. But, you know, ultimately, you know, Zwift now, I love that, that gamification side. You know, that, that Dave was talking about, I couldn't tell if it was a, a positive or a negative. It seemed quite balanced to me. But that gamification side is is actually the reason why I get on now. I actually, you know, weirdly find myself chasing badges and, and uh, you know, red polka dot digital jerseys these days and lightweight wheels somehow. And I never thought I would do that when I first joined this platform. Well, well, Sai, you'll appreciate this. When I opened up my garage this morning and saw my shiny new white ZRL Champions helmet oh, waiting very there. Jealous. Very jealous. You've done that yeah, on purpose. I was, I <laughs> Why did. do people wear like, helmets couple... indoors? Oh, my God. Why do people wear helmets indoors? I just don't get it. It's just insane. Well, <laughs> it's funny you mention that because the last time I rode my bike outdoors, I, I, I rolled out the driveway without my helmet on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <It's>, <laughs> I had to turn around and run back inside. But just going back, I just to pick up on, on, on a few things. So obviously, I mean, I've got a obviously what I never mentioned is I'm a member of the Kiss Racing Team. I'm a founding member. I'm team coach of Kiss Racing Team. So, you know, Kiss Racing Team. Glenn Knight needs a shout out. James Hodges, Dave Ranson. They are the guys who made Swift Power. I remember when we created the first ever live Zwift event, um, myself and James Gill, which is called ZwiftCon, um, which seems like an ironic name now. But anyway, so we, we 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 created ZwiftCon based on these, like you know, like the game cons you have in the states, uh, and we created that Zwift. We went and got, and got a load of Alienware PCs from the Zwift office in London, uh, which they very kindly Steve Beckett kind of loaned us. And I had Glenn on the phone going, mate, don't give them back to them. We really needed to get the Zwift power working. So this was, guys, the photograph, there's, I think it's knocking about somewhere. There's a photograph of this like a server, but it was like a spider's web of disaster, you know, of or bird's nest soup, you know, <laughs> of all these cables everywhere. And they were running it at their own cost. So they, they were paying for that themselves for years. And then uh, we created the Kiss Racing League. It was Glenn largely behind that. Um, they bought them in-house in Swift and everything. And what they've been very good at doing over the years is bringing people in, taking their ideas, and then, and then you know, whatever reason, um, those people like float off again. And th those guys are some of them. And they've never really said what went on with Swift Power. I'd take it somebody who exchanged hands and there was an NDA. But, you know, what, what's interesting is with my whoosh, is of course Kevin, who was Zwift and the Academy, is now my whoosh, mm -hmm. and he's built into my whoosh the data verification, dual power, and all the rules that Zwift needs into my whoosh, and of course that's got UA government money behind it, so that has got a oil well of money uh, for its development. So I think that's going to be really interesting, and, and if you've you've probably seen Chris, the prize money on my whoosh is ridiculous. Well, it's interesting you mention that because I'm in the process of a. Uh... Speaking to uh, Jacob and writing a, uh, a behind-the-scenes article on all they're doing, but I'm just looking up the uh, the data now. I can tell you that um, their recent Winter Solstice Championship, which is a uh, is a quarterly race series, thirty-seven thousand in prize money. Um, they had an eight-day stage race where there was uh, close to that amount of money as well uh, up for grabs. So the really deep pockets there, and their their focus is racing and the the most true to life verifiable race products that they can that they can put out so you know there are there are there are standards so one thing that i'd be interested in in discussing is 
what are the opportunities here? So if they're going to try to go head to head with Zwift, which seems to be the most likely scenario, they would still be wise to focus on areas that Zwift hasn't. And it's my understanding that all of these gripes that have been going on for years, like having a heads up display that you could set up just like you can set up your Garmin or your Wahoo. Um, that's something that Zwift has never come out with. They don't have machine learning training programs like Trainer Road has recently yeah. rolled out. So how can they leverage Wahoo and maybe even their training platform, which is system, to bring some features and what would those features be? I think the first thing to think about is is hardware and if it's a, if it's a contest between Zwift doing the hardware thing right and Wahoo doing the hard thing, hardware thing right if I was if I was Zwift's hardware division I would be probably trying to uh you know I'd be checking out my resume and getting things going you know, looking <laughs> looking for a way to uh yeah. looking for a way yeah. to find a, a more stable position you know what I mean because <laughs> I don't I wouldn't have much uh trust in uh you know what comes out of swift hardware wise and and only because you know you, you can't you, they, they're spreading themselves extremely thin and i guess you could say the same thing about about wahoo too right they're they're delving into swift space you know they're they're the you know the you know perhaps the the gold standard as far as hardware goes um so they're 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 foraying into a different space but it almost kind of seems different because as someone who's immersed in, in the Zwift culture, we've seen them make some major blunders um, and have to backtrack within the community where it almost like taints your, you know, your, your view of how things are going to go. Yeah, I think, so, uh, uh, yeah, I, th I think you're, you're absolutely right. And, you know, though, I think the way that Wahoo have done it, you know, if you look at Sufferfest, you know, and, and, and they've integrated that now. I know it's not the same as it was, as the old Sufferfest, but Sufferfest was known for having one of the best, you know, I think they called it 4D. That that fitness testing protocol that they ran with those live videos was one of the best ways out there of figuring out where your strength and weaknesses were as a cyclist. You know, and, and I think, you know, what they've, what they've done is they've let these companies like Sufferfest and RGT developed to a certain point you know they've been the absolute I, I do think they're the gold standard in terms of of hardware now you know and, and chris i think you're you're also a, a wahoo gigabyte user i think if i remember rightly you know so they are the gold well, I, standard. I don't have, yeah i don't have a kicker bike but i've certainly contemplated it yeah yeah I, and, and i'm in the same boat so, and i think the way that they've done this you know, Sufferfest built a fantastic program. You know that personalization aspect, and then they bought they bought it in house, and then they're doing this. They've done the same with RGT. Whereas, you know, Zwift, as you've said, have tried to do everything themselves from the ground up, which is why you know they they kind of benefited from the community doing these things. You know, they, and they've relied on having this critical mass, and which has given them access to a shed load of money, no doubt, over the years, which has allowed them to bring these celebrities on board. You know, some of one of which has had uh, numerous wins so far this season in, in the classics, which has really helped to drive it in, you know, in terms of the the way it's viewed with the public and professional cyclists and so on. But again, this is something else I think RGT and Wahoo are, are going to be able to do, because if you look at the pro teams that are using Wahoo products out there, again, it's something that these guys are going to be able to scale pretty quickly, I'd have thought. So I, I do see this gap closing, but I think, you know, as I said, they've 
they've allowed the experts, Sufferfest and these guys, to build these platforms and then bought them in-house. So you have got this complete system. I want to know what's going on in terms of the uh, the trainer road discussion because I think a few months ago we heard that you know Zwift and trainer road were going to you know become one and join it, which I thought was fantastic because I like Sufferfest, but I think trainer road in terms of its AI and providing these bespoke training programs absolutely has to be one of the best out there. And that is a an air, sorry, Joey, go on. Oh, I was wondering, do does anyone know what the um... Trainer Road has for user base, like what their numbers are compared to, you know, RGT. I mean, Trainer Road probably has a much larger um, base already of people. So, you know, that's that's taken in a lot of people if Swift acquires them. Yeah, I think that's that's the problem. I think what it is is a lot of people are dual users. So, yeah. you know, I've got Mawoosh, I've got RGT, I've got Zwift. Do you get me? It's it's got I've got Virtue Pro, and I've got I think I might have Trainer Road, but I don't use it. And I know what people do. They'll run RGT and they'll run Trainer Road and they'll run Zwift and they'll run Trainer Road. And I think there's a lot of that sort of stuff goes on. I think from an investment point of view, Zwift will say whatever they need to do to get their exit. Let's say, you know, let, let's look at, you guys know better than me, you Californian tech. Californian tech is about promising the earth. It, it's about giving people a great vision, giving them excitement about your product. Yeah, we're going to recruit some people for a product development team. And what we're going to do is we're going to put out to our user base these amazing pictures of this amazing bike. Have we got any intention of doing it? Well, we have to. We, we, we probably will do it at some point. But in the meantime, we hope somebody's going to come along with a huge paycheck and buy this dream. Well, I think Wahoo are totally different. Wahoo, as we know, are a hardware company first. What they're trying to do is create vertical integration. So they're going to try trying to get people to buy more of their hardware. But you know, what have I got? The Wahoo. I've got an Emlent Bolt. I've got a Kicker. I've got a Kicker Core. I've got a Kicker Roller. I've got a Ticker X. I've got a Ticker. I've got a Headwind. Do you get me? I've, that's that's just in a unit at the moment being stored. So I've got all that stuff now. All that stuff integrates and then into a Wahoo system. So what they want is you don't have to think about it. Vertical integration. One brand, you get everything all together. You don't have to go anywhere else. That's what they're trying to do to try and secure their distribution. I think it's totally different to what what Zwift is trying to do. Well, you mentioned distribution. Uh, Sorry, I think I think the other aspect that they've got is you know I mean Dave knows the area where I'm in. There's some very very good bike stores around here where, where I'm based, and they're all Wahoo stockists. So there's product already on the shop floor. And I'm sure when I bought my device here that I, I got a little card that gave me, you know, a month's access to Zwift and, uh, you know, a, a Be Cool platform or, you know, w- w- a number of the other platforms. I, I guess that stops now. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, you know, so the, again, they they already have this existing networks of, of retailers, again, in our, each one of our local community that they have access to you know, people using these devices to get this this month free, this two month free, this discount off, whatever it might be, despite the fact that I think you can access it for free anyway. You know, when you when you talk about you know the, the things that are in place, like one of the ways that I judge a product in the company is how well the company backs up their product. And the way before there was any talk of you know system and and Wahoo and any kind of a merger, I used you know Wahoo products. And I used them to the point where I broke them. I broke a bunch. I broke two kicker. I broke two climbs. I you know I went through a, three or four or five kickers when they when they were having that whizzing problem. 
And I can tell Too you every single experience I ever had with their customer service was top notch. I would, I got to the point where I would just send it back and then, then call them up and say, you know what? I broke another one. I sent it back already and bought a new one. So just reimburse me for the one that I got. And they said, okay, no problem. Took care of it. You know, spot on every single time. So, you know, you the responsiveness and the, you know, and being nimble and, and reacting to the customer and that type of stuff that, you know, that's already there. You know, that's not something that, that needs to be done. Whereas, you know, in the competitor, they have all often be, been criticized for not responding to the customer when, when the S's hit the fan, if you, if you know what I mean. So, um, you know, there, there are a lot of different aspects here that, that kind of make it seem as if the, uh, the, the playing field is going to be, you know, very leveled or, and perhaps, you know, the, uh, the rising tide is going to, is going to raise all the boats and, and all the platforms are going to get better. And it's just going to just make it a yeah. greater experience for all of us. Yeah, and I think that's that's the ultimate positive thing. If it drives Swift on to speed up some of the development areas where I think they need to, you know, I think someone touched on the, the heads-up display, for example. You know, if, if, if what would what are the things that Zwifters in the community have been asking to improve that exist on the other platform? And that you know, that heads-up display is is one of them. You know, I think well, it's why would they do that if there's other people already creating it for them? You know, we have Zam yeah. and we created it because Zwift wouldn't do it. And I would imagine at this point, Zwift knows there's, you know, other Zwifters out there already making it for them. There's no reason for them to put that on the front burner if there's something already out there that's keeping people happy. But I, but I think you know we I said that earlier on it's it's difficult to get yourself onto these platforms and and do it well you know and that's because you know I'm I'm running a gaming PC here I have Zam you know uh, we've discussed this before you know I'm having to run multiple systems to get the information I want you know I'm, I'm right. running a head unit and you know sometimes as well as Zam as well as having Zwift open you so, know so make it customizable you know and i rode rgt today and and the fact that just simple things the fact that you got these transparent aspects with the data just felt more comfortable vi visually as well so just allow me to have that customization and you know you guys know i do a lot of recons for example um you know and we, and we discussed this year in crl the the bike change the the difficulty we have now is for me doing a bike change is really straightforward and easy to do on uh, on a gaming PC, but it's not the same experience for someone who's on a tablet or a phone. So the playing field is not even, you know, so I like those aspects. Don't get me wrong. I love those aspects, that gamification side, but it has to be a level playing field for all, you know, so those aspects that don't exist on RGT, I really love about Zwift, but it has to be a level playing field for, for every user. Sure. Uh, for our audience, could you elaborate a little bit about what ZAM is? What does it stand for? What does it do exactly? So ZAM is Zwift Activity Monitor. And uh, my friend Kevin, an athlete that I coach, created it about a year ago because we were training for a 200K ride in Alabama and we were training using TSS, which is Training Stress Score. And we wanted to be able to track what our Training Stress Score was and our intensity factor while we were riding. And so he, he, that's what he does. Uh, he's a software developer and a, um, computer programmer. And so one day he got bored and he created Zwift activity monitor and he said, Hey, take a look at this, look at what I created. And in its first basic, um, 
format was it, all it showed was average watts, average watts per kilogram, and I think we had average heart rate, maybe average speed in the beginning. But then we started brainstorming more ideas and created Zam Pro to where you could input a goal for a race. So if you're doing a, a team time trial and you want to hit 40 minutes in that team time trial, you can put in mile splits or just 40 minutes and Zam will pop green or red telling you whether you're on pace or not for your goal. It also is going to show you your average speed, your average heart rate, your average watts per kilogram. Uh, it's going to show your if, your training stress score. It shows you all of that in a window. Now, one thing is it is only for Windows users. Uh, we don't have it for Mac because this is this is one guy that's created it. And so, you know, seeing seeing the Kevin develop Zam gave me a little bit of insight of what goes on when you're developing software and what, you know, I mean, Zwift obviously has more resources and more money, but we've had people complain, people want more, people want to change this, change that. So you see that side of everybody wants something different and trying to keep everybody happy with a product. So, you know, everybody's got different goals with Zwift. You have people that just hate it all together and say they it's a sandbagging tool. And so, you know, Zam has been an interesting uh, for for us to see how that side of it and the, the development side of it and keeping people happy. Um, the biggest question is when is it going to be available for Mac? But, you know, we have one guy that's working on it. Uh, meanwhile, with his full time job. Yeah, I think that that's that's. I mean, Joey, that's great. I mean, one good thing about RGT, by the way, RGT shows your live your live TSS. That's one measure. Um, shows your live power and you know all that sort of stuff. With RGT, I don't know post who. Hopefully they can. But the community was such you can make those requests to RGT, and they would try their best to build it in. You know, they would try and do that, and I think stuff like that is great. But you, you're up. You know, it's it's an agile program, isn't it? It's fantastic. You know, you're, you're building something agile based on your community. You're making it work for people. But I think the problem for all these, you know, for Wahoo. Look, look, let's look at Wahoo system, by the way. You know, I, I tested Wahoo system. Um, I think I've still got free membership, but um, I've never published it because you know I really couldn't be that brutally honest. And but the Wahoo system is. It's trying to be a lot of things. You know, do I really want to watch a video about people doing Adita Rod across, uh, across, uh, you know, Alaska? I've sort of seen it before on Eurosport years ago, and pedal my bike to it. Do I want to see people do adventures? No. Do I want to go on um, Sufferfest, which I did years ago, and look at other riders' bottoms from a strange angle from the camera? No, I don't want to do that. Um, why do they put the GoPro there, for God's sake? So, you know, I don't want to do any of that. No, thank you very much. I've got GCN app. The GCN app is probably the greatest spend I've ever had. So if I want to paddle my bike to live racing, I can do that. Um, miles better. If I want to see adventures and ride along while people are doing adventures, I can do that with the GCN app. If I want to do yoga, I've got Apple One. Who hasn't got Apple One? You know, it's like everybody should have Apple One, right? So it's just it just costs less for all the great Apple stuff. So I can do yoga. I can do spin classes. I can do all sorts. So I think now it's... It, Training apps now are ubiquitous, and I think this is the problem. Everybody's got a bit of something that somebody wants, and I think that's why you can't stick on one app. You just mm -hmm. got to jump from app to app based on what you want, uh, but not expect too much. So I think if you expect too much, is it's never going to happen. 
if you want reality, it's called Derby, Derby Track. You turn up there, people talk about training on Wizzwift and stuff like that. But what does it count for? It counts to those guys for zero. But when they're riding that, that track, that counts. You know, because there is skin in the game or skin on the boards if you get it wrong. And that, that is riding. And I think that's what people are getting back into again. You know, the game from the indoors back to the outdoors. Sure. Not and me. I do think that I, I, well, aren't Chris, that's not entirely true. I think you're getting ready to No, it's, it's, it's actually not. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that that's going to, and, and you know, it, it's interesting that you mentioned that because I'm kind of like dreading having to take a couple outdoor rides before I go take my long outdoor ride. I'm like, when am I going to fit this in? I, I need to be inside with my people. Yeah, no, I can definitely understand that. And as we start, sort of start to wrap up here, uh, any speculation on how this is going to affect the community? Is there going to be a split or a schism? Is it, is everybody going to be like, all right, guys, let's go over here. Is it going to break up some of these big teams? Well, I, I think from my point of view, from, from a racing point of view, I've already, I was already looking at what's happening on, on RGT, you know, and, and I think, we, you know, if I look at the Facebook groups, for ex- Facebook groups, for example, you, you know, it does look like on the face of things, you're either one camp or the other. But I don't think it has to be that way. I'm, I'm like Chris, you know, I'm, I was an outdoor racer. I still race outdoors, and you know, I agree with Dave. The sun's out here. I've raced the track. I was out on the 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 real life chain gang last night. But there is something about indoor racing that is now a bit of an addiction for me in a way, you know, and it, it plays equally as an important part of my life than as the outdoor stuff does. Um, yeah, but I think I could cross over both, you know, and that's something I'd, I'd like to see moving forward as well. You know, if I think about the gaming world, you know, my son plays on, on, on numerous different car racing games and world of warfare games. He doesn't have one game that he plays every day and every night. He might do when it first come out, but they jump from game to game. You know, and wherever he's, he's on the chat, it, you know, that's part of the process. He's in that area. That's what he enjoys doing. And I think that I hope that could be something that we see with the serious racers on this platform as well. And we've already seen that, you know, some of the teams move over or actually balance both areas. And I regularly talk to racers who do both. And I, I was actually thinking about the We just started our, our own race league on Zwift called Underground Racing, which is just for the top 50 teams in the Zwift Power Rankings. And now I'm wondering whether I take that a step further and we have half the series on RGT and half the series on Zwift, maybe. So I think there's room for both. I hope it drives both forward in terms of the areas that they need to develop. Um, and, and I think it's just a great thing for, for our industry, which is this, this virtual cycling world. I think it's going to depend on cost also. If, you know, right now people using both platforms is because from what I've, the people I've talked to, RGT is free. So sure, they jump on RGT, but if they start charging fifteen bucks a month along with Swift, fifteen bucks a month, I don't know that people are going to pay both. Right, and something that you mentioned, point. yeah, it it is an interesting point. But something that I think is like fundamentally different about playing a typical traditional video game, and I can have a whole. Uh, hard drive full of different games that I like to play. I just can't ride a bike that much. I mean, I could sit around and play video games all weekend, but I can't put in 20 hours over the weekend on a bike. I guess I could, but that's not going to be the typical experience. So I think that there may be less of an advantage in the virtual sports world, the virtual cycling world to 
be on multiple different platforms because there's just so much your body can handle. I think it's also a question like I, one of the things that's limited me from moving over to RGT is I'm thinking to myself, I don't know if I have the bandwidth to learn how to ride on a different platform. Like I feel like it's taken me five years to get to the point where I can, you know, hang at the front of a B race, you know, and it, yeah. it's, it's not that I'm, you know, my strength hasn't improved. It's just that I've gotten better at racing on Zwift. Uh, no, 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 Chris, 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 you won't need to. You won't need to, mate. One, you'll know where you're riding. You don't know. On Zwift, you don't know if you're at the front of the B group. You think you are. But so <laughs> don't kid yourself. My, not, my helmet not, tells me that I am. My helmet tells me I am. Yeah. On RGT, you will know where you are. Uh, it's very easy. <laughs> you know, it's very easy to ride on RGT. One thing is if, if you're struggling races in RGT, you might, oh, sorry, on Zwift, you might excel on RGT, vice versa. But one, one thing is, good thing to try on an RGT, you have to look out for it. That's another thing, there aren't as many events. But there's a, an elimination race. And sometimes you only get four people rock up for it. But what you'll get, you've got 40 bots. And some of those bots have got serious attitude problems. So you can have the most amazing workout, get yourself smashed a bit. Uh, you might come fourth, you might come first. But it's a an incredible workout. It's you know RGT is great that way. But so like you say, so is my wish and everything. Just one last point from me. I think it's women's cycling has got a huge opportunity on Zwift, on RGT, on my wish, or everything else. We know we know about the pay, we know about the conditions, we know about some of the medical problems that people have because of the design of bikes, all that sort of stuff. But when you can race indoors and get earn more money than you ever could do outdoors for an hour race. I think that's potentially transformative. I think there's a huge opportunity there. I I 100% agree with that. And if if we could ever get to a point where a you know a cyclist can earn a, a living wage racing indoors and and doing that and then the the potential is endless. The the crowdsource, the interactive potential. Imagine having a host of racers and, and you can pick one and give them a, a power boost because they, they got more votes than somebody else. You know, there's just, you know, that side of things is like untapped and the, the viewer potential there is, you know, far exceeds, you know, anything that, that, that happens on the road because, you know, I, like I, I always talk back to like when my, my kids and my family were following me around the, uh, the East coast racing my bike and I take them up to uh, to Vermont or up in New England to to race with me. We'd spend eight hours in the car, and they'd be able to see me for eight minutes. And then we would turn around and, and head home. You know, whereas now, you know, my wife is into me racing. She'll she'll sit by me racing the whole entire time, and I'll be you know she'll be like dodging like uh, snot bubbles and stuff. But at least she'll be able to sit there watching me suffer. You know, um, you know, it's just that part of it is not necessarily something that we really need to sell into anybody. I think now the both of these companies need need to sell, you know, that experience to the mainstream public. You have something to say, Sai? Yeah, no, I was just uh, I was just picking up on something Dave said, and and you said at the same time. There is, I've been asked a number of occasions. I was asked last year by an organisation to put on a race series where they wanted to put prize money money up. Now, Christopher, you you know as well as me that you know you've only got to open up the Facebook pages, the amount that comes on in terms of the accusations and you know, of, oh. of weight doping or, or whatever it might be. But uh, it's actually probably a question for me today because I, I don't know what, you know, the level of verification on RGT in terms of the racing, is it at the same point? Are they doing something different than Zwift are not doing now? Or Yeah, they've got... They don't got have Mike, any. Yeah, you've got Mike Schwartz and Co. So you've got RGT DB, which is community-led. Um, what, what, and so it, well, it don't relies... they also use... 
Going yeah, the US e-biopassport as well, right? I, yes. I think that that's yeah. their main verification. And that's all community-based. And the, the, promoters have, the promoters have the opportunity to decide whether they want to use e-biopassport or not. So then, you know, it leaves it up to the promoters to actually crack down on violators or not. And, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, why would a promoter be motivated to crack down on somebody to make them so they don't race on their race league anymore and that they move on to somebody else's, you know, it's, you know, that system is certainly not optimal. Absolutely. And also what you've got, you not only got that, I think, I think genuinely what we mentioned earlier, I think my wish is closer to the, to the curve of getting this spot on that, that will the apex They're they're closer there. But I think particularly with the money they're paying out as well, you know, which you'd, you'd be crazy not to race on there, to be frank, if you, if you've got the chance of winning race money, but I think it's also, we need some cross platform coordination because we know there was somebody who was cheating and was called out on Zwift and banned. But they could race on RGT. Moved over, yeah. Yeah, they could race on RGT. But they couldn't. They, could they couldn't race. They got banned by Jacob on my wish, though. Yes, yeah, exactly. they need like a like a right, right. So some sort of ranking system. With that, are there any other topics we've left uncovered around this, or any other closing remarks? Um, I just want to say that you know, I, I you know, Zwift has a uh, certainly has a huge head start here. Um, but I think that the potential is for both of them to advance and, and, you know, the, you know, the, what we're, you know, the goal for everybody should be for it to be a photo finish that, that never happens. You know, we just, it just, it's just a rocket to the sky and we all, you know, get caught in the uh, slipstream. No, I think it's, it's great. I mean, we, you know, the, the bottom line is we're just riding our bikes and we need motivation some days to ride our bikes and different people need that in different ways. So some people might find it by doing a badge hunt and others may find it on a platform where you can race more realistically with more realistic drafting and pacing. So whatever your motivation is to get you on the bike, if there's numerous ways, then I think it's fantastic. I would just say Moverti. Watch out for Moverti. Moverti is going to be a big player. Oh, they don't. These guys probably don't know about the tilt bikes. Yes. Oh, well, move I might if he's a, if he's a yeah, spinner. Seen it. But yeah, seen the tilt it, yeah. bikes. Yeah, yeah, I've heard. I've heard of these things. I've heard of these things. I think we've well, got to be thankful to. Sorry, I've just got one thing. I've just got to think. We've got to be fa- thankful for Zwift because we wouldn't be talking about this if it wasn't for Zwift. It wasn't for two guys meeting on Reddit and taking that dream forward. You know, we'd probably still be doing trainer road, looking at blocks on the screen. It's very true. Yeah. Well, Cy, David, Dave, thank you very much for joining us today. Anything else, Chris? No, I just you know, I just want to just agree. You know, Swift uh, changed my life. It really, it really did. You know, I was a, a I would ride my bike uh, every day outdoors, and and uh, for somebody like me who who rode a lot and did a lot of racing and everything else to have you know just basically have their whole cycling life changed around by a video game is a uh, something that I would never have anticipated in a million years. So. There's a lot of power in that. There really is because I take cycling and you know the things that I do on my bike extremely seriously, um, and for it to change the way that I do things, you know, I, I love Zwift. I'm not going to say that I don't. It's, it's uh, I'm critical when it needs to be, um, but I'm looking forward to uh, the future. I really am. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Yep. I agree. Well, thank you everybody for joining us. And I did want to say one tribute to Zwiftcast, which just had its hundredth and final episode. I want to thank those guys for all that they did to really bring the community together. And so 
Um, if you haven't checked out Zwiftcast, give it a go. It, you can find it on Apple, Spotify, as you can find us on Apple and Spotify. So take take a moment to go check us out. Give us a, a good rating. And with that, everyone, we will see you again soon. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you.